0: Welcome to Watch Therefore, the program designed to help the disciple of Messiah Jesus obey His command to watch therefore and be ready, for you don't know the hour or the day the Son of Man is coming, coming to take us back to that place He's prepared for us. Dove Schwartz here at the Sea of Galilee, encouraging everyone who's watching today, more than ever, to watch therefore and be ready. and blessed to be with you once again on the program Watch Therefore. And the teaching I have today for you is so important in that it's impacting every human being on the planet today that we should take it very seriously. And let's do so by starting off with a word of prayer, shall we? Oh Father in heaven, thank you in Messiah Jesus' name for this opportunity to hear what you're doing in this generation, to to be taught by Your Word and by Your Spirit who we are and where we are in time. Please bless every viewer today. Meet them where they are with Your grace and mercy and bless them, Lord Jesus, please. Amen. I call this program the Fig Tree Generation. This generation is distinct from any other, and this is one of the primary passages in the Bible that proves it. So what we're going to do is a little bit of review reading, starting off in Matthew 24, verse 29. one end of heaven to the other. We saw on our last program that Scripture clearly teaches that we have been raptured. We are in heaven with the Lord leading up to this time. We return with Him at the end of the Tribulation and He gathers together His elect Jewish people from all over the world, from the four winds, the north, south, east and west. We saw that in Isaiah chapter 11, verses 11 and 12 that he is coming back to save Israel at this time. And then our Lord Jesus goes into Matthew 24, verse 32 with the subject of today's program. Now learn this parable from the fig tree. When its branch has already become tender and puts forth leaves, you know that summer is near. So you also, when you see all these things, know that it is near at the doors. Assuredly, I say to you, this generation will by no means pass away till all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. He says, when you see the fig tree put forth leaves and all these other things, the birth pangs and all the other things that we've discussed previously in Matthew chapter 24, you know that summer is near, and I'll talk more about that in a moment. But first, let's start off with the first four words of this parable. Now learn this parable. And I have a question. Why doesn't everybody who's a believer in Messiah Jesus that has a Bible and goes to church or some kind of believing in Jesus' congregation, like a Messianic congregation or what have you, why do we not know this parable? How many things in the Bible does the Lord say, now, not later, now, learn this? But we haven't learned it, by and large. We're going to fix that today. Now, we're going to obey our Messiah Yeshua, our Lord Jesus, and learn this parable Together. And a parable is an analogy or a story or a physical comparison to help understand a spiritual truth. And first, to understand the parable, we need to know what is the context. If you take a passage, a word, a term, a phrase out of its context, you can change it to mean anything. No, we need to keep it in its context to understand what it means. And the context is the coming of Messiah Jesus to Jerusalem. We saw that. Just a moment ago, as we did some review on the last program in Matthew 24, when our Lord Jesus returns to the earth to save the Jewish people who are scattered around the earth, where is He bringing them back to? Where He's coming back to? Jerusalem. Remember how this whole discussion started with the disciples asking our Lord Jesus, What are the signs of your coming? Well, they started at the end of Matthew chapter 23. Let's look at verse 37 and on. O oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the one who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her, how often I wanted to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you were not willing. See, your house has left you desolate, for I say to you, listen to this, you shall see me no more till you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Baruch haba b'shem Adonai. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. That's the context, because after this in Matthew chapter 23, he goes then into the birth pangs and Jacob's trouble, the tribulation. There are biblical wars that focus on the regathered Jews to Israel. That's the context of this. We return with Messiah Jesus in glorified bodies, haven't been raptured, and he then saves Israel. And the central sign of all of this is the parable of the fig tree. So we're gonna continue to cross-reference in context. It's so important to understand how to interpret the Bible properly. And there are some very simple methods that we can use. And one of them is cross-referencing in context. You go to other places in the Bible that use the same word, term, or phrase in the same context that you're comparing it to. And a great example of that is the fig tree in Joel chapter 1. Let's look at verses six and seven together. For a nation has come up against my land, strong and without number. His teeth are the teeth of a lion, and he has the fangs of a fierce lion. He he has laid waste my vine and ruined my fig tree. He has stripped it bare and thrown it away. Its branches are made white. So we see that in covenant, we'll talk about that again in a moment in review. Israel is Elohim's covenant land. And do you see, he talks about his covenant land and calls his covenant land his fig tree? Right, well, his fig tree is Israel. Israel is his fig tree. And, and, and so the next thing he speaks about, let's look at Matthew 24, 32 again. Now learn this parable from the fig tree when its branch has already become tender and puts forth leaves, you know that summer is near. You know that summer is near. Think of this. In Israel, where, we are, where I am right now recording this program, fig trees put forth leaves in the springtime and in the summer they then bear fruit. So what our Messiah Jesus is saying that when you see the fig tree put forth leaves not yet having fruit, you know that summer is near. You know that the fulfillment of the prophetic scenarios is near, including Messiah Jesus coming back to sit on the throne of David. And before that, the rapture, the catching away of believers in Messiah Jesus. Now, I've got to say something about that for just a moment. In the ministry, the earthly ministry of Messiah Jesus, there are shadows, there are uh, there are hints about the rapture, though he doesn't clearly address it. Why? Because our Lord Jesus is unfolding his prophetic plan. He's a man of war, at war with the kingdom of darkness. So he unfolds his prophetic plans on what I like to call, the common saying, a need-to-know basis. Yeah? And he he has a time for us to know certain things that he's unfolding in his plan. Why do I say that? Because some of the disciples in Acts chapter one asked the Lord, are you going to now set up the kingdom of David? Are you gonna now set up the kingdom? He, they said that to him after the resurrection and in the book of Acts. And he said, it's not for you to know the times and seasons. And people use that to come against me as I talk about the rapture. All he was simply saying was, it wasn't yet time to unpack what he, what he was going to do with regard to the rapture. When would that take place? Later." in the ministry of the Apostle Paul. As he's out in the nations with the gospel, he shares with them the revelation he gets about the rapture. And I talk about that on other programs, but it's important to know as I share these scenarios about the fig tree. So what he's talking about here with regard to the fig tree is that we will have already been raptured, right? And we will return with him. All the prophetic scenarios up to that point will be fulfilled and you can know that it's about to happen when you see the fig tree put forth leaves. Oh, hallelujah. That time is coming. Now, we're going to go to break in just a moment. And what I'm going to do after that is continue to unpack this parable of the fig tree. Oh, I'd ask you to do this. Stay with us at this break. I've got some important things to share with you that will help you uh, understand some of these things that I'm teaching today and even give you resources to put your hands on to understand them in a more, in a deeper way. Yet know this, we are this generation. We are the fig tree generation and you're gonna see that when we come back from this break. Oh, hallelujah. Who are we to be alive at such a time as this? We have seen the fig tree put forth leaves and you're gonna understand that in greater measure just well by the end of this program today so what should we do we should watch therefore and we should be ready we'll be back in just a moment do schwartz here with watch therefore ministries introducing my new book watch therefore and be ready in a generation that is about to be so caught off guard by the events of the fig tree days of noah generation know this it doesn't have to be you I wrote, Watch Therefore and Be Ready to prepare followers of Messiah Jesus to be who they are and to do what they have been set here to do just before the coming of Messiah Jesus. And that's why for a donation of any amount to Watch Therefore Ministries, Blessing Israeli Believers, Poured Out for the Nations, what we will do is send a copy of Watch Therefore and Be Ready. Make sure you mark, in your check or on the internet, the name of the book, Watch Therefore and Be Ready, to receive your copy. Now, like never before, it's time to watch Therefore and be ready. I'm so thankful for this powerful and timely Watch Therefore message, where in Matthew 24 and Matthew 25 in the New Testament Gospel, Messiah Jesus tells his disciples to watch Therefore and be ready, for we don't know the hour or the day the sun Of man is coming. Certainly, the other signs that he spoke of just before that are are bouncing in the red zone today like never before. And he tells his watch, therefore, and ready disciples to be the faithful servant. They're watching for the Master to come and they're doing what the Master commanded. And when they stand before him at the judgment seat of Christ, they will hear, Well done, thy good and faithful servant servant. This message is expanding. People are embracing it all over the world with a strong desire to be the faithful servant. And and it costs lots of money as the TV program is also expanding into other markets. First, I want to say, if you haven't received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please don't send any money into this program. It's our desire that you would receive him as Lord and simply enjoy the program today. But for those of you who would like to lay your treasures up in heaven, this is a great place to do so. And we encourage you to sign up for our monthly newsletters. Uh, You can do so at our watchtherefore.tv website. And when you receive our Blessing Israeli Believers and poured out for the nation's letters, you can know how to pray for and financially sow into uh, this ministry. Blessing Israeli Believers is our to the Jew first ministry. As Romans 1.16 says, the gospel and discipleship is to the Jew first. John McTernan, our co-founding Blessing Israeli Believers partner and I, are so excited about this ministry in Israel, and then are poured out for the nations to the nation's ministry, where the Watch Therefore message is also proclaimed and being embraced so widely. And it's expanding, it's so exciting as we're in this generation that we'll see King Jesus come in the clouds because the signs that he spoke of in Matthew 24 and other places are bouncing in the red zones like never before. King Jesus is coming and we need to get ready. there's not a better way to do so than understanding and embracing the watch therefore message. So remember, now like never before, watch therefore and be ready. King Jesus is coming. Welcome back to Watch Therefore. Today's program pertains to the teaching of our Messiah Jesus about a central theme And I I go like this because the hub of the wheel with the spokes, a central theme of Bible prophecy and prophetic scenarios, is the fig tree, the fig tree generation. And we'll read again Matthew 24:32. Now learn this parable from the fig tree. When its branch has already become tender and puts forth leaves, you know that summer is near. Our Lord Jesus says, Now learn this parable, and we're doing that today. So here's a question. When did the fig tree begin to put forth leaves? I discussed earlier that a fig tree in Israel puts forth leaves in the spring and then summer is when the fruit comes. Well what does this all mean? Well first it would be important to know that the fig tree is the covenant land. Uh, in Joel chapter 1 we saw that the Lord calls fig, the fig tree his land. and his land has a covenant name Israel. Remember the Abraham Covenant. The covenant was passed from Abraham to Isaac, Isaac to Jacob, and Jacob was given a new name by God, His covenant name, Israel. And the, the covenant land lost its covenant name. How did that happen? When did that happen? Well, remember the Romans came in in 70 AD and destroyed Jerusalem and the temple. And then the remaining population center of Jewish people in Israel was here in the Galilee. And there was a Jewish revolt against the Romans in 133 to 135 A.D. And the Roman emperor Hadrian made sure the Jewish people wouldn't do this again as he slaughtered many, took many captive to Rome as slaves and they're scattered around the earth. And he also renamed the covenant land after the arch enemies of Israel. He named the covenant land Philistinia, which in English is Palestine and the lies and the foolishness being perpetrated using that name Palestine that are with us today and have been for decades. Well, you see it on the news all the time, and we live with it here in Israel. Uh, the the, the so called Palestinians who are really just Arabs and Syrians and, and uh, Egyptians and others well, what they say is, uh, they say, well, you know, Moses was a Palestinian and, and, and Solomon was a Palestinian and Jesus was a Palestinian. No, it's foolishness. This is when the covenant land lost its covenant name. But more importantly for us today, when did it regain its covenant name? Look with me at Isaiah chapter 66. Before she was in labor, she gave birth. Before her pain came, she delivered a male child. Look at this. Here we go. Who has heard such a thing? Who has seen such things? Shall the earth be made to give birth in one day? Or shall a nation be born at once? For soon as Zion was in labor, she gave birth to her children. Shall I bring to the time of birth and not cause delivery, says the Lord? Shall I who cause delivery shut up the womb, says your God? We see here there's a prophecy of later times, end times birth pangs that Zion, Israel would experience. That in one day, Israel would become a nation once again. That happened May 14, 1948. And see that the earth was made to give birth. The earth was in labor. These are the birth pains, not only for Israel, but of the nations spoken of earlier in Matthew chapter 24, the four birth pains. Remember, ethnic group rising up against ethnic group and kingdom against kingdom? World Wars one and two even, and then, uh, and the genocides afterwards we spoke about, and and then there is famine and pestilence and earthquakes. These are all part of bringing Israel forth in birth, physically, but not spiritually. Leaves, but not fruit. And see again in Isaiah 66:9 shall I bring to the time of birth and not cause delivery, says the Lord? Shall I who cause delivery shut up the womb, says your God? In other words, shall I who bring Israel forth in physical birth, not bring them forth then in spiritual birth. And what we're seeing today and what we're living through today are the earth's birth pangs. As Dr. Jesus, he's the great physician, you know, is in the birthing room, the maternity ward, bringing forth Israel to the new birth. The fig tree that only has leaves must have fruit. And this parable is about Israel receiving Jesus as Lord. Oh, hallelujah. And, and the fig tree generation will experience labor pains like no other generation in history because the baby must be born. Israel must be born again according to the covenants of the Lord. And this is so foreign to most Jesus believers around the world. Why? Because we've been robbed of covenant and prophecy which I spoke about at the beginning of this teaching series. Now let's go back to Matthew 24 and go to verse 33. So you also, when you see all these things, know that it is near at the doors. Verse 34, Assuredly I say to you, this generation will by no means pass away till all these things take place. Verse 35, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. Messiah Jesus tells us, this generation that sees the fig tree blossom will not pass away Till all these things take place. The leaves have come out. But know this, about 99.5% of Israeli Jews do not yet believe in their Messiah. I would say in our Messiah because I'm Jewish. And so that's why blessing Israeli believers is so important. There's a seed of righteousness here, preserving the land and people of Israel until Messiah Jesus returns. And and, and you see, when he says this generation will not pass away, it's important then to ask, what is a generation? Well, remember cross-referencing in context. If you go to Genesis 15, you find the one place in the Bible where it uses the word generation. It uses it in different ways, just like the word run can be used in different ways. The word run can speak of my nose running if I have a cold, my refrigerator running in the house, running on a jogging track. You have to have the context. So the word generation is used in context in Genesis 15 as the Lord is consummating the covenant he's made with Abram in blood. And he speaks of the Jewish people being in Egypt for 400 years, but then in the fourth generation, they would return. They're in Egypt for 400 years, but then in the fourth generation, they would return from from Egypt to the land of Israel. Oh, hallelujah. Why hallelujah? Because if four generations is 400 years, if 400 years is four generations, how long is one generation in the context of the Jews returning to their land? In the context of the fig tree generation, it's 100 years. Now I want to tell you something. I, here's how I think of people who set dates, the day and the hour that the rapture is going to happen, the day or the hour this prophetic sign is going to take place, the day or the hour this is going to happen. If someone says that to me, I run from them. I run from them. I am very much against setting a day and an hour, a date, when certain things are going to happen prophetically. And and a lot of disservice to the Kingdom of God and the Bible and to the people of God and even to the loss has been done by these false date-setters. At the same time, we're posed with a parable. We're given a parable where the Lord says, Now learn this parable. And it has a date-sensitive word in it, generation. So what I, I will tell you is, Paul tells us in First Thessalonians chapter 5 that those ho- who do not discern the season of the day of the Lord walk in darkness. And the day of the Lord is this time where He returns and sets up His millennial kingdom, His thousand year reign upon the earth. So what I can tell you is we are in the fig tree generation. And I believe from what the Word of God says that sometime within 100 years from May 14, 1948, somewhere in that time before that generation passes, because that's what His Word says, Messiah Jesus will return with us. The rapture will have taken place. Our Lord Jesus will return with us to reign and rule with Him. And we are in that fig tree generation. And folks, the Apostle Paul, who's given the revelation of the rapture, says, therefore, the Lord Himself, will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, the trump of God, the dead, of Christ, the dead in Christ will rise first, and we who are alive and remain shall be gathered up together. We will be caught up with them together in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we always be with the Lord. Folks, we're in that season now. Any moment the Lord will catch us up, and all hell will break loose in the tribulation. Are you ready? Are you ready? We are the fig tree generation. This generation will not pass away till all these things take place. All these things that, that I've been speaking about and our Messiah Jesus warned about. Have you received Jesus as your Lord and Savior truly? We're in this fig tree generation. That means there's not much time left and it means we have been given a special assignment to receive Jesus as Lord and to walk in Him in a way that we are the last ones who pull people into the kingdom before this great trial comes upon the earth, this strange, bizarre time where the wrath of God will be poured out. Come and go with me to my Father's house, and then let's come back together and reign and rule with Him. If you haven't been saved, if you you haven't received Jesus as Lord, if you haven't received Him as your Savior and King, oh, Jesus, save me. I'm a sinner. Cry out to Him today. Save me, heal me, forgive me, and give me a new life that honors God. I'll be baptized And I'll follow you, Lord Jesus. If you're doing that today, if you're calling upon him today, look at the information on your screen and let us know and we'll send you some free literature to help you begin your new walk with Messiah Jesus. For everyone else, remember, you're part of the fig tree generation. You have a special assignment that is distinct from every other generation to be the one that is here to usher in the kingdom of Messiah Jesus just before he takes us up into the clouds and then we will return with him to reign and rule. If you're here at this special time, it must mean that you're a special person. What should we do? Learn what it means to watch therefore, and to be ready. Messiah Jesus is coming any moment. Thank you for watching the program today.